Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes to the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Before we get started, we want to offer our thanks to Purple Pain Forums for allowing us to post our podcast there. So if you're looking for an online forum for passionate Vikings fans, feel free to check out purplepainforums.com. We also want to give a shout out to Purple PTSD for giving us a chance to post our podcast there as well. Be sure to check out Purple PTSD for great Vikings coverage. And we're back. Another off-season episode, and what we're doing today, we're recording a little bit earlier than when this would be posted, so if anything becomes out of date, uh, that's our excuse. Um, but today we want to look at some bold predictions for the Viking season. So I know we had Christian Stoinev on earlier, uh, a few months ago now, really, uh, giving some predictions about even the record for this team. Uh, and I think it's been interesting to see even some football analysts that have some credibility, uh, even giving some predictions where they do feel like this Vikings team is going to be better. Uh, it's easy. I think when you make a, put in a new head coach, uh, there certainly is a lot of talent on this team. I think that people are feeling relatively positive about the moves they've made. Uh, and so while we may not be predicting necessarily record today, we want to look, I think, a little bit more into this Vikings roster uh, mm-hmm. and offer some bold predictions. And again, the reason that they're bold is that, uh, well, to clarify, I guess, bold means not necessarily that that's likely to be true, but kind of looking at it from a perspective of hoping that some of these things are going to be, be there. And again, these predictions could be positive or negative. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and I guess realistic, I'm, I'm kind of curious. We haven't actually prepared who's doing what. So we've actually, at least Kyle has done some extra prep in terms of adding additional ones in case I steal, uh, steal one of his good ideas. Um, but uh, I guess we'll go back and forth here, see what our bold predictions are and uh, maybe discuss them a little bit. So Kyle, why don't you hit me with uh, your first bold prediction for the Vikings this season. All right. First bold prediction is that Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith will combine for more than 30 sacks this season. So you've got 17 game season times that by two, you get 34 games, right? So I'm, I'm not a math guy, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. So when you break it down like that, in a sense, could you say, is it plausible that, these two guys, both of whom we're assuming, hoping, and assuming can stay healthy, can average a little less than a sack game. I think that's plausible, especially when you partner them together uh, and they're hopefully going to allow each other to thrive. And so far as um, you know, teams are kind of constantly being a bit of a bind. And who do we focus on? Um, it's tough to 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 know who to focus on because they're both so excellent. And so if you go back to 2019 which would be the last time that both of them played a full season, both fully healthy. Uh, Daniil Hunter had 14 and a half sacks. And then if I'm not mistaken, Zedarius Smith had 12 and a half. So again, you know, my math is, oh, sorry, excuse me. 2019 would have been 13 and a half for Zedarius Smith. And that was the last time that both, both were healthy at the same time. 
um, not individually. And so if you add those two things together, you're coming pretty darn close to that 30 mark. And that was at a time that there were only 16 games. So I'm going to say uh, I'm putting faith in the Ed Dantel scheme. I'm putting faith in health. And uh, I'm saying more than 30 sacks for those two players. Yeah, that is that is that is bold. We are starting off bold. And I think, at least from my perspective, it's bold not because of necessarily because of talent, but because of injury. Yeah. An injury concern. Like one yeah. of those guys goes down in there. And so, like again, still 30 would be a lot. A lot. That would be a lot. Like you yeah. said, it's it's almost averaging one a game. Uh I, again, I was thinking like sometimes you, you do get to play some not so great teams a couple times in your division. I, I won't name who they are. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyways, you, you have a game where they put together five or six combined sacks and you're you're well yeah. on your way to that that prediction. Um, That's right. But it is that is that is bold. Like I think. Again, I was like, well, maybe 25 together, but like again, we're going bold. So I think 30. If if, if they if that happens, this team's in very good shape. Yeah, you would think so. I I would say I would say so. That that means their edge pair, those are just your two starting edge rushers. Just not not the backups, not the D tackles, not everyone else kind of who's involved in all that. That that's a pretty nice place to start. Because I think if I remember correctly, we did a little bit of a segment on, or uh, just a, a quick thing on how, like who the sack leader was for this team last year. DJ won eight sacks. Yeah. Right. And then after that, it really fell off. Yeah. Like there wasn't many people on this roster that had uh, yeah. multiple sacks. Uh, yeah. yeah. On this team. So, so yeah, that would be, that would be a huge boost to the defense. So, okay. I like it. All right. What's yours? Hit me, hit me with yours. Okay. So, I saw this again, and I, I, there was some people putting out their top ten Vikings players. Oh, okay, on, yeah, yeah, uh, right on Twitter, and I can't remember. I again, I was looking at a point where I wasn't sure I was going to bring it up, and so I didn't actually record who was uh, who was writing this. So if uh, if I'm taking your thing, or if I'm if I'm referring to your thing, I, I want to give you credit your your tweet. But mm-hmm. there was someone that put it out there that put Cameron Dantzler at number 10. For their top 10 players. For their top yeah, 10 okay. players on this team. Sure. And I was like, not yet, but my bold prediction is that by the end of the season, he will be a consensus top 10 player on this Vikings roster. I love it. I love it. Because I, I like Cam Dantzler. I, I think there is just... The, the opportunity is there. Sure Unless is. they do anything between yep. uh, now and the start of the season, and certainly possible, uh, there is an opportunity there at that yep. corner position. And again, even we look at Patrick Peterson, he's a great cornerback, was a fantastic cornerback, but there's a chance that he is, like, there's a chance he has a great season. Yep. I, I still feel like he will, but there's also a chance that he could take a step back uh mm-hmm. happens with aging players and yep. so there's a very real chance that Cameron Dancer could be the cornerback one uh like the the leader on this team in terms of coverage and again there was some flashes uh there was seemed to be a real off uh 
feeling between I don't know if it was him and Zimmer or what it was, but he just <laughs> he wasn't getting a whole lot of opportunities to start. And we can remember the Detroit sure. Lions game and all that. But there's some real pieces there, it feels like. And yep. so I believe again that that he will be solidified in the conversation around top 10 Vikings players on this team and won't be at number 10. Okay. I know I like it. And I think one thing to Sam's point, maybe um, I won't belabor the point, but just, I was looking recently at PFF and Cam Dancer finished last season as their first overall corner uh, in tackling really uh, in run defense. And so uh, he is an excellent tackler. And he's not like a rugged guy. He's not really thick and muscular, but he is pretty physical and a, and a really great tackler. And with the way that Donatello's scheme is going to work, that's going to serve him well. And being able to come up and tackle and, and make hits, uh, that should fit quite well with what Donatello's going to ask his corners to do. And so to add a little bit of extra to Sam's prediction there, it's, yeah, I like it. I like it. Maybe I need to be more bold than top five yeah. player. I don't know. I, but I, <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I, this, this, there's That's there's right. a lot of good players on this team, right? You look at the offense and there's like very quickly, you've got some real solid, if not like you, when you talk with Jefferson's elite talent uh, on this team. And so I think anyways, he's got some work to do from my perspective to get to that top 10, but I think by the end of the season, that's where he's at. So. All right. Uh, why don't you go go next? Your your next bold prediction. Next bold prediction: Kirk Cousins throws for more than five thousand yards. Oof. Okay. So that, there's my there's my bold one. So again, to give you a little bit of context here, last year he threw for more than forty two hundred. In uh, in twenty twenty, he also threw for more than forty two hundred. Um, he's never gotten to five thousand. Uh, previously, that would have been a remarkable feat getting to 5,000 yards passing, but it's now been done several times. Um, it's still a lot, but it's not, it's not like scoring 60 goals in hockey or 65 goals in hockey. It's not like a unbelievable. How could, you know, he do that kind of thing. It's uh, so it's impressive for sure. It's unusual certainly, but it's been done more, especially recently. Uh, he's gone for more than 4,900 yards before. He threw 4,917 back in 2016. So I'm saying that in the, or in the Dontel scheme, in the Kevin O'Connell scheme, this new offense, uh, Irv Smith Jr., the three wide receivers, uh, maybe a little bit more uh, from those uh, running backs in the passing game, and then, of course, 17 games, right? Like he threw 4,917 yards when there's only 16 games. Um, and last year, you know, he got to 4,200 yards, but he only played um, he only played in 16 games because he missed one due to COVID. Uh, so I'm going to actually, I'm going to give him 5,000 yards this year. That's my, I'm not saying that's a positive or negative. I'm not saying it's going to lead to wins or losses or anything like that. I'll just, statistical fact, I'll say that he, he passes the 5,000 yard mark. Okay. Okay. I like it. It's, again, I, I quickly start trying to figure out how often it's happened because I remember there's some quarterbacks that, uh, you have some quarterbacks that have thrown for 5,000 yards that were on not so great teams, but really just made it work. Uh, right. I was looking, since 2018, there has right. been five quarterbacks that have thrown for, for 5,000 yards. Right. So right. 
Roethlisberger and Mahomes did it in 2018. Jameis Winston did it in 2019. And there's a name. It's like he, that was the year that he led the NFL in interceptions as well with 30, the, right. the elusive 30 and 30, uh, 30 touchdowns. <laughs> 30 yeah, that's right. That's so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's and, right. And 5,000 yards. Uh, right. You got Tom Brady and Herbert in 2021. Uh, right. Like you said, it's like five times in the last several years. I'm the, like the last four seasons uh, right. is what it, what it is. Uh, and I'm so, looking now and Drew Brees has done it. Well, he's, Craig looks like he's done it five times in his career. Oh yeah. He's, he's done it a lot. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's been done, it, um, but it's, it's still a, you know, it's pretty notable. 5,000. It's a lot. It requires for the team to be very pass heavy. And I think that, yeah, or at least, at least be pass efficient. Uh, yes. And so I was going to, my, I was kind of debating between two of my bold predictions and now that you've taken the Kirk Cousins one, uh, I think I'm going to switch over to running back. And I've been trying to formulate how I want this to be a bold prediction. But maybe I'll say this, is that I believe that the Vikings will have two running backs that go over 800 yards this season. All right. Do you mean 800 yards rushing or just 800 yards of rushing? Okay. Yeah. Right. So I think that it's going to be a little bit more of a committee. I know Dalvin cook is still a very good player mm-hmm. at this T at this position. Uh, and, and I don't know, is 800 bold enough. I like, I, like, I, it would be unusual for two teams or for two players on the same team rather to, um, to eclipse the 800 yard mark. That would be quite notable for an RB two to have, um, that kind of production. Okay. Well, I'm going to stick with it then. It's, it's bold. I, I, I guess what I'm really the point behind it is saying that I think it's going to be more of a tandem style. And so I don't think that, that Dalvin cook is going to eclipse his, uh, his career high in, yep. in runs. Yep. And, uh, I don't know. I, I believe that Wong Wei is positioned well to do this. I'm kind of curious what it looks like in terms of his usage on special teams this year. And you've got, uh, Ty Chandler coming in and uh, still Madison. And so it's just, I, I'm curious, but I do feel like this run game is going to be efficient, but also that uh, it's going to be a little bit more of a committee. Okay. All right. That's, that's fair enough. I'll, I'll hit you with one final quick one. And one that I don't know if it's actually true or not. Um, but I'll say both the Vikings offense and the Vikings defense finished in top top 10 in the NFL in terms of points for and points allowed. So we're a top 10 team in terms of scoring, the amount of points to score and top 10 in terms of being able to stop the other team from scoring. Um, I don't think it's that much of a jump for the offense to get there. I think basically all of us feel that they should get there. Uh, what would be a lot more surprising is if the defense got there, uh, it would take quite a considerable improvement. And so you're banking on, health and good luck and a better scheme and all those things. But if you get that production from those edge rushers, if Cam Dantzler does turn into a CB1, then you say, start saying to yourself, well, this, this might actually happen, right? When, when you partner those players with the other talent that's there, right? So uh, top 10 defense and offense by the end of the season for the Vikings. I don't all know right. if that's, that's true or not. I don't even know if I believe that, but I'm going to, I'll say that as my final one. As an, as an, uh, yeah, throwing it out there. And yep. again, 
If you had said it with more confidence, we could look back from the man cow that the cow. Oh yeah, was. I knew the whole way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's that that is an accomplishment, right? And I guess it is. Yeah. And yeah. I guess top ten. There's different metrics, I guess, for that. Um, and so I guess like you, I know you just because you're explaining there, like it is. Um, I think it's it's plausible. It's just you, like you said, the the offense has got the chance. The defense uh, has some serious work to do, especially considering where they yeah. were last year. Exactly, it's possible, exactly. but there's it is. It's that would be a that is maybe in some ways what really makes us bold is yeah. the aspect of the defense uh, picking up, uh, kind of pulling up their uh, pulling their weight and uh, exactly getting in there. Exactly. All right. Okay. Well, maybe I'll finish off with one final yeah. prediction. And yep, let's do it um, again. It, I think what I'll do is I'll, I'll say this in confidence to make it more bold, but mm-hmm. the Vikings will win a playoff game this season. Okay. Okay. I'm gosh, I hope you're right. And I hope and part of me would like to say two, but I'm going to say uh, I'm putting the, the guarantee, which means absolutely nothing on, yep. on one playoff victory. And I don't know how you feel. I know you're more invested as a Vikings fan. Like, does a playoff win do much for you? Does it move the needle? Or is it kind of feel like, in some ways, it's Super Bowl or bust? It's tough, right? Because in, in reality, you say, who really cares unless you win at all? You know, we're not like the Toronto Maple Leafs where you're just happy about getting past the first round. Like, come on, how pathetic is that? Right? But... Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks yeah, for <laughs> exactly. That's right. Exactly. No, but you got you, you try and say like, you know, really, what's the goal here? The goal is to win it all. But then you also got to like come back down to reality and get your feet on planet Earth and say like, you know, what's the chance this team is really going to win the Super Bowl this season? Small, really small, like just minuscule. So, um, I, I don't know. I in in one sense, like putting together a winning season, um winning a playoff game and then maybe seeing how they go in. If they were to lose their second playoff game, how did they lose? Like, are they going toe to toe with the eventual Super Bowl champ and just taking them right to the brink and they're one bad break away from overcoming them? Then maybe you say, you know what? Like we got something here. We're going to keep building uh, for 2023 and so on and so forth. And maybe you feel really good about that. Um, so maybe I'll put it that way. Yeah. It, it strikes me that when you hire a new coach and bring them yeah. in, the expectation is not necessarily that you're going to win it all that year. Like there's going to be some time in it. Yep. I know there's been a lot of transition. Uh, I know Zimmer's been here for eight years, but there's been transition with offensive coordinators and uh, that like, it's just like there are challenges there. And so I think the hope is that, and that's why I kind of asked the question is that obviously you want to win every year, but <laughs> it strikes me that when you have a quarter or a corner or a, a coach coordinator, yeah, a coach, coordinator, yeah. Uh, in their first year, Mm-hmm. And you're able to improve on where you were and show signs that you can get to the next level and, and inspire some hope to get to the next level uh, in the, in the next year. Yep. It just seems to me that while it's not the ultimate goal, it is a helpful part of like, okay, we're, we're putting ourselves there. We can, exactly. we can do it. Uh, exactly. We've shown that we have the skill to at least compete with some of these teams and, Again, like the this Vikings team uh, held 
their own against almost every single opponent they had last year. Right. Yep, that's uh, right. You yep. look at the, like you look at the eventual, the game against the Rams and they definitely, that was one of the games where it's like, okay, like this team is a step above where this Vikings yeah. team is. Uh, but for the most part, the Vikings were in almost every single game. Uh, and so it's, I don't think it's beyond possible that they can, they can take that step. Um, so anyways, one win, uh, one playoff win, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. hopefully, I don't know, I guess it depends on if they're in the wild card or not. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, there it is. Some bold I'll predictions. take it. I'll especially take it if it, it's against the Packers or something like that. Right. That counts for what? Like eight. Yeah. That's at least like seven or eight wins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. You can hang a banner for that. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't be that team that's hanging a banner for that, but, uh, yeah. um, it, it will mean something that it just, it does mean more. It does. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we can wrap up there. Thanks everyone for listening. It's kind of fun to do this. We're certainly looking forward to season starting and games starting, but again, uh, off season gives us a chance to take a little bit of back step or uh, step back, breather, chance to have some hope uh, and be interesting to see when games are starting. So I know we got training camp coming up here. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're, uh, it's going to happen. I know this is a little bit slow, but we're, we're getting there. So take care, everyone. Have a good week. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.